Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 238 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison, one half of the Membership Guys, and you're listening to the number one show for proven practical tips and advice on growing a successful membership business. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Today, we're talking all about why you should consider running a beta test for your membership website. Launching a new membership is an exciting but nerve-wracking time. No doubt you've put all your blood, sweat and tears into creating this new membership site and you probably lost a lot of sleep and for the gentlemen out there, a little bit of hair along the way. But when the time comes to actually open the doors, quite often you might find yourself hesitating getting a little nervous, getting a little worried about what happens if it all goes wrong. What if this is just a complete catastrophe? Running a beta test can be a great way of minimizing that fear, of reducing that anxiety, building your confidence and giving you what you need in terms of feedback, in terms of experience, in terms of even just having a little bit of a controlled test run in order to ensure that you make the absolute best of your membership launch and you're confident that you're launching the best possible version of your membership. So there's a lot of good reasons that we think you should at least consider running a beta test for your membership before you launch. Beta tests allow you, first of all, to test usability. When you're building a membership site, it's easy to become so immersed in it, so familiar with the site you're building that you totally forget about the member experience. You stop thinking about how your actual members will experience your site. And while certain features or certain elements of your website's layout and usability might make sense to you, It may not be obvious to a newcomer. Things like your navigation, your menu, where to go in order to find certain things might be a total no-brainer to you because you're the one who designed it and built it. It could actually turn out that you're actually creating something pretty complex, that your navigation isn't clear to someone else. Having your actual target audience fully test out your site and all of its features can really highlight any areas of uncertainty or poor user experience before it's too late. It might be that you need to rethink a certain page layout or rethink your menu structure or even just the wording of certain things on your site. You might need to add something into your onboarding process in order to highlight and demonstrate how to use particular features. Or it could be that you need to completely reconsider your approach to something in order to make it more user-friendly. But you're only going to know that if you actually get users testing it. Whatever the results of your user testing, I can guarantee that addressing issues now will save you a lot of time in customer support later. So again, big benefit of running a beta test is the ability to test usability and fix any problems with the user experience, anything that's not clear, anything that will impede your members from getting stuck in, using your site, getting results, all the things that put you in a much better position for having them actually sting longer. 
if someone can't figure out how to use your site, they're probably not going to stick around too long, right? Next big thing that a beta test allows you to do is get valuable feedback. And this is really important for things like your membership content or, you know, the, the features, the, the tools, the resources that you're actually giving people who have joined your site. You've no doubt spent a lot of time creating this content. And honestly, you can get a little too close to it. You can become a little too attached to it. However, a newcomer, they can usually see things that we might have missed or simply not thought of, particularly if you're very experienced, but your audience are beginners. You can actually take certain things for granted. It can be difficult to put yourself back into that beginner mindset. You fall into what's called the curse of knowledge, where things that you think are obvious, that you think everyone surely knows this, actually require a little bit of explaining. So getting feedback on your content, on your courses, tutorials, worksheets, and all that sort of stuff will help you fine tune it and ensure that it's as effective as you think it is. Similarly, it can really boost your confidence before you launch if People are actually consuming your content and they're giving you amazing feedback. Having everyone in your beta test validate that your content is as amazing as you think it is, well, that's just going to fill you with so much certainty and so much confidence for when the actual launch comes. So as part of your beta testing, you would definitely want to have your members who are in that beta test to actually work through the content, consume that content and give you honest feedback on it. Do they think it delivers what you're promising on your sales page? Is it presented clearly and in a logical order? If you have multiple courses or multiple content types, is it clear which one you should start with? Is the content itself easy to understand? Are there any key concepts missing or things as clear as you think it might be? While it's important to get this feedback, it's also important not to take everything to heart. If one person out of 10 tells you that they would prefer your content were written rather than in video format, that doesn't mean you then need to throw all your videos out and replace it with written text. So again, you need to, you need to filter, you need to contextualize the feedback you get, but getting that feedback on your deliverables, on the thing that people are paying for, courses, workbooks, so on and so on, is vital to ensuring it's as good as it can be. And also, again, to validate that you're doing a good job of solving the problems your membership exists to solve. The third big thing that you can get from a beta test is testimonials. So social proof counts for a lot when it comes to marketing and selling a membership. And actually, I would even go so far as to say for membership sites, it's even more important than for many of the types of business models. But as with any new product, the fact that it's new means that you probably don't have any testimonials about that product right now. If you open your membership on day one, you don't have any former members who can provide those testimonials and those case studies and so on. So you can bridge the divide between launching a brand new product and also needing social proof to sell that product via your beta test. 
Being able to collect testimonials from your beta members after they've had time to fully experience your site and fully scrutinize what's on offer, it's probably one of the most valuable aspects of a beta test. It's one of the most useful things you'll get out of it that doesn't relate to simply kicking the tires and making sure everything works. So again, if you can encourage your beta testers to provide either a written testimonial or a video testimonial, that can make a real, real difference to your sales page, to your marketing assets, and give you that extra little bit of credibility. Because of course, if you're launching something brand new, everybody expects you to talk about how amazing it is. That's not really worth much. If you're out there saying, my membership is fantastic, it's the best thing for sliced bread, well, since sliced bread even, (laughs) of course you're gonna say that, because it's yours. So you bleating about how great you are isn't really going to convince anybody. Other people saying how great the membership is, well, that's a whole different story. Now, you might even go so far as to include the provision of a testimonial as a condition of being a beta tester. So it could almost be, you know, if you want to be a beta tester, if you want to get access to this membership for free or for a, a massively, massively reduced um, membership fee, then one of the things we will expect from you is an honest testimonial or honest feedback. Now, This really can get a little bit tricky, a little bit dicey because you don't want the testimonials to be forced. You do want them to be honest. So I wouldn't overplay this, but it's certainly something that you can lay the foundations for and maybe not make it mandatory, but certainly set the expectations with your beta testers that you will be asking them for testimonials uh, as almost a thank you for them getting access to your site early or for free or what have you. So that's the third benefit of running a beta test, the ability to gather testimonials. The fourth is that it gives you a chance to identify and fix any bugs or technical problems. As with anything tech-related, bugs and issues are a very real possibility when you're building your membership site. It doesn't matter how experienced you are, how technically sound your knowledge is, how many websites you've built in the past, how well you tested things, there will always be something that doesn't work as you expected to first time round. I've been building websites for 20 years and there's always something that comes up that someone else will spot. It's just the nature of the beast. So especially, you know, if you're not a developer, if you're not a techie, and if you're using a lot of different plugins or maybe snippets of code that you found elsewhere, the more of that sort of stuff you're using, the more chance there is of a sneaky little bug occurring somewhere. And updates to plugins can all and themes can also introduce bugs where previously there weren't any. So even if you tested the site yourself, some bugs and some technical issues only become apparent when the website is being properly used on a daily basis. When we launched the Membership Academy, we invited a few of our clients to access the site early so that we could get some feedback. We had that private beta test. Now, we'd already fully tested the site in every which way imaginable. And, you know, we've been building websites for a long, long time. So we were confident on the tech side of things. But even so, a few days later, after we got this beta group in, we had an email letting us know there was an issue with resetting passwords. We probably wouldn't have ever discovered that bug ourselves. So 
Again, having a better group in there who are going to pick apart and try every different element of your site is useful in helping you find bugs. And that gives you time to find a solution before you open your site to more members. The more members you have on your site, the less flexible your agenda, your day-to-day is going to be in order to enable you to deal with these bugs. You're going to have so many things on your hand in terms of customer service, creating content, delivering on your membership's promise to people that having to put all that to the side in order to fix pesky bugs is going to be pretty disruptive. So getting that stuff out of the way first via beta testing is far, far preferable. And the final big benefit of running a beta test before you launch is that your beta test gives you the opportunity to start seeding your community early. One thing that many people worry about when they're first starting a membership site is that their community is going to be dead when they first open the doors. It's just going to be tumbleweed when those first few members start trickling in. And I'm not going to lie to you, it can be hard work to get engagement going when you first open your membership doors, particularly in your community, whether it's a Facebook group or a forum or a Slack channel or what have you, because it's also new and there might not be any pre-existing discussions in there for new members to latch onto. You always have that thing of, who wants to be the first person to put their hand up? Who wants to be the first person to start the first conversation? It can be a lot more work in those early days to get that first push, to get that initial momentum. And even though your very first members, they'll know that the membership is brand new. They'll know that they're your first members. So they're not going to have expectations of there being thousands and thousands of conversations going. So their expectations and the pressure is a little low. You do still feel the pressure to get off to a good start, to have a vibrant and thriving forum or a, or a Facebook group, whatever it is, right from the beginning. So a beta test can help a lot with that because your beta members will essentially become the seed members for your community. Those are very first few voices that are going to get the conversations going before you open the floodgates for more people to join. As part of beta testing, you would want those people to be using your forum anyway to test it out, to make sure there's no issues, to make sure it's user-friendly, creating posts, talking with each other, talking with you. And in fact, you know, you'll probably use your forum or your Facebook group as the channel through which to get feedback from your beta testers. So that means when you do launch properly, when you do your full membership launch, your community already has some interaction and engagement. And that's going to make it much more welcoming to new members and more likely that they'll join the conversation rather than feeling like they're coming into an empty room and having to start all the discussions themselves. So just to recap, some of the big, big benefits and plus points to running a beta test before you launch. One, 
It's the ability for you to test out the usability of your website, the user experience. Make sure that it is actually user-friendly, that the things you think are obvious are also obvious to your users. People can find what they need. They can use your site without any issues. Second is the ability to get feedback on your content, on the deliverables of your membership. Does it make sense? Is it clear where to start? Are there any key concepts that you need to explain or go into more detail in again great to be able to refine that and fine-tune it before you launch third the ability to get testimonials from your beta testers is going to give you a lot more to work with in the early sales and marketing tactics that you employ for your new membership next obviously big one identifying and fixing any bugs or technical problems before you open the doors to the public. Very important part of beta testing. And then finally, getting that initial momentum, having your beta testers essentially be the the founder members, the seed community that gives you a much better starting point for discussions and engagement when you do open the doors to everyone else. So now we talked about the benefits of running a beta test before your big launch. There's a few things you're probably going to want to ask yourself, a few things you want to figure out about your beta test itself. First question you need to ask yourself is, will your beta test be free or paid? Now, you might think that a beta test should be free. However, it can actually work out better for both you and those beta members to actually have a fee attached to it. Now, in most cases, people will place less value on something that's free. However, if there's payment involved, if people have a little skin in the game, it gives them an added incentive to actually make use of and engage with your content, with your membership, and to put the time in. So typically, we would recommend that your beta testing period is actually paid. So you allow people to join at a massively, a really heavily discounted rate below your normal membership price, below the the launch special offer. It might even be that you actually um, have a a lifetime option. So say your membership is going to be $50 a month, but for your beta testers, you give them the ability to join for $200 for lifetime. It's not about making money from your beta test. It's more about giving them an incentive to actually do what you need them to do during your beta period. So, you know, they're going to be getting your content. They're getting access to your membership. They're getting that level of exclusivity in the fact that they get to come in your membership early. And that's all worth paying for. Now, there's some situations where it might be a a free beta test. Usually that would be if you're inviting uh, a small number of your peers and connections and uh, colleagues from within your network to come and try out a few things in your site. Now, in those instances, generally, yes, you probably comp their membership have them come in for free because they're doing you a favor. But otherwise, if you're doing a beta test of 10 or 15 people, and these are people from within your audience who are coming on board with a very clear mandate that they're there to test things out, you would want them to have some financial skin in the game. Otherwise, they have no real incentive to test out all the things that we're talking about. So generally, we fall on the side of it being a paid beta. Sometimes you'll hear this referred to as what's called a seed launch, which is essentially essentially a paid beta test. It's a small, controlled um, launch of your membership. 
So yeah, so whatever you want to call it, generally we would say have your beta test as a paid thing rather than a free thing. Next thing you want to think about is how long your beta test will last. Your beta testing period can be as long or as short as you want. To a certain extent, it's going to depend on the type of content, the type of features that you're providing and how long it'll take for people to actually engage in a meaningful way that will give you useful feedback. Typically though, we would generally look at a two to four week beta testing period for most situations. You don't want this to drag out and drag out and drag out. If your members have access to everything straight away, then again, that falls on the side of keeping your test short and running it for just a couple of weeks. However, if you're actually drip feeding your content, and so, you know, it might be a case of there being a course that goes out over the space of eight weeks, and you want people to go through that whole thing, and there's, you know, a lot of other uh, pieces of the puzzle that are very time-based over a longer period, then again, you would want the beta test to cover that whole period. So it might be a little bit longer. Essentially, you just want to ensure the test is long enough for your members to experience as much of the site as possible to uh, act and behave and consume in the way that a typical member would, while also being short enough to maintain ma- momentum, to keep interest from the people who sign up to your beta. You know, if you start a beta and it runs for three months, chances are you're going to have a whole bunch of people who are just kind of fizzling away towards the end of that period. So yeah, it needs to be as long as it needs to be for you to get what you need, but short enough so that you don't lose steam as you build towards your launch and uh, you don't lose the interest and attention of those people who are in the beta test, which of course would negate a lot of the benefits of that testing that we talked about and so on. The next thing to ask yourself is where will you actually get your beta testers from? This is really going to depend on the type of test you want to run. If you're looking to do a a very small, fairly quick, controlled test where you're going to be giving people access for free, then generally you would turn towards your existing connections. So past clients, peers, colleagues, and so on. Close connections who you can trust and where essentially they are doing you a favor. And these people might not go on to become a part of your community. So these sorts of tests are mostly about ticking boxes, about making sure everything works, making sure things are clear, making sure there aren't any bugs. So if that's the type of test that you want to run, you're going to turn to your closer networks. If you want that slightly larger test where you may be looking at 15, 20, 30 people at the absolute most, it's almost like a seed launch and you're having these people pay even at a heavily discounted rate, you're still having them get some financial skin in the game. And these are people who actually are reflective of your potential future members. They're going to stick around in your membership. They're going to continue to be part of your community. Then, you know, this could be where you turn to your waitlist. If you've been building up a waitlist for your membership, maybe you put out an open call to people on those li- on that list and you actually make it clear, this is what the expectations would be and this is the limit on how many people can come and actually implement an application process. So you have them provide certain information 
that will help you to identify whether this person is someone who's going to help you test out the things you need testing out. So, you know, the amount of time that they would have available to them is going to be a factor. Uh, even things like, you know, what sort of internet speed they have at home or in their office, that could be a determining factor as well on whether you would want that person involved in testing your website out. So, you know, you can, if you're going for that slightly larger test, if it's going to be paid, then that's when you turn to your existing community, whether it's your waitlist or your extended audience, and you have some sort of application process in order to help you bring in a set number of people who know what your expectations are of them are when uh, they actually get involved in the test. Now, Ideally, you do want your beta testers to be your target audience if you want valuable feedback on the actual content side of things. So again, this is this is why we talk about it really depending on the type of test you want to do and what it is you're looking to get out of it. Next thing you want to think about, what feedback specifically are you going to ask for? So to get the most from your beta test, you need to get quality feedback from your beta members on all aspects of their site experience. So you want to know, what do they like about the site? Was there anything that didn't make sense? Did the site function well? What would have made their experience better? With this sort of thing, I would recommend before you even start asking people to join a beta test, just sitting and just writing down every single question, every single thing you're not sure of, anything you may be a little worried about, anything that comes to mind that would be beneficial to you to have someone else's perspective on. And you know, use that as your guide for designing tasks that you might have your beta testers do. If you want to know whether the um, the navigation of your site is easy to use, actually set a task for your beta testers. Ask them to watch a certain course. Give them the title of the course and ask them to watch it. And then, of course, in the process of doing that, they're going to have to find where that course is. So that's going to help you to identify how clear it is to find your way to the courses section when in that section how clear it is to find a specific course and then obviously the feedback on them as they progress through the course itself so these are the sort of things that you need to uh, think about you need to be clear about specific feedback that you're looking for specific questions you want to have answered via the beta testers actually using your site and giving you that feedback as they go along also consider how you'll collect that feedback. Now, you could simply get that feedback and, and have those communications and conversations inside your community, whether it's a forum or a Facebook group or whatever. Or if you want to keep things a little more private, maybe even make certain feedback anonymous in order to ensure it's completely honest, then you can use survey tools like SurveyMonkey or even Gravity Forms for gathering real specific information that maybe is less about getting a discussion and is more about kind of taking a poll, getting a general census or getting some feedback that maybe a little worried that if shared in a public forum, people aren't going to be as, as honest and forthright. Um, so again, think about how that's going to happen. Uh, two. However you decide to run your beta test, the important thing to remember is that this is a test. Ensure that your beta members are aware of this. They're aware of your expectations. They know that they're getting it on the ground floor and they're helping you to shape it and that you want them to test everything and feedback on their experiences, good 
and bad. You don't want a situation where people are hiding the negatives from you because they like you or they don't want to upset you or don't want to offend you or they don't know how you will be receptive to negative feedback. Be clear about those expectations and make sure that you're not disheartened by any feedback you receive either. The whole point of a beta test is to help you to iron out any kinks before you open the doors to your wider audience. So take any and all feedback as a positive, even if some of that feedback would seem to be negative, it's a positive because of the fact you're getting this feedback at a time where you can address it before you have launched. So take that feedback, process it. If you need to make changes based on it, a beta test is designed to help and not hinder. So that's uh, my argument for why it's very much worth running a beta test for your membership and some pointers on how to actually get the most out of that beta testing period. Do hope it's been useful to you. I would love to hear from you guys. Did you run a beta test for your membership site? How did it go? How did you structure it? Did you skip that part and then regret it and wish that you had run a beta test later? Did you just launch your membership and then have a whole bunch of technical problems that maybe could have been solved had you done some beta testing love to hear from you let's keep the conversation going inside our free facebook group if you search for membership mastermind on the facebook app you will find our free group there's over fourteen thousand membership site owners in there or if you go to talkmemberships.com in your browser that'll take you to the group as well and of course if you are an academy member over at membershipacademy.com you'll know that we always discuss the podcast topics in a lot more detail inside our exclusive member forum as well so i look forward to chatting about beta testing a little more with you guys that is it for me for this week i'll be back again next week with another installment of the membership guys podcast if you enjoyed this week's episode of the membership guys podcast we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com the membership academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting growing and running a membership website whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members then the membership academy can help you to get to the next level with our extensive course library monthly training exclusive member only discount perks and tools and a supportive active community to help you along the way with feedback encouragement and advice the membership academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start manage and grow a successful membership website check it out at membershipacademy.com